We need to create a, a financial structure for ourselves that make, that is in line with how we want our spiritual lives to be. We want to integrate that. Like, there's no more. I know church and state. Yes, of course. But spirituality and self, as more people become entrepreneurs, as you file your taxes as a sole proprietorship, you are your business. You represent your business. Therefore, your mind, body, and soul should also represent that as well. Welcome to the Sovereign Society Podcast, a sacred lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, soulful business mentor, kundalini yoga teacher, and modern medicine priestess who's on a mission to anchor heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week as I'll be sharing with you real talk conversations with some of my favorite sacred disruptors, modern mystics, and soulpreneurs. We are a collective of conscious creators who understand that life is happening for us, not to us. As our contribution to the evolution of humanity, we are honored to share with you all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to activate your legacy. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the Sovereign Society podcast. Prepare yourself because the journey to reclaim your power awaits. This episode is brought to you by the only tax prep guide you'll ever need. So let's face it, tax season is here and there can be a lot coming up to the surface like, oh fuck, I have to like do my taxes or like, yeah, let's do my taxes. Doesn't matter what your mindset is. The fact is we in the spiritual community, we have not been recognized in the world of taxes for our work and for our contribution to humanity and society. It It takes us to really start shifting the paradigm by taking action and implementing this change. So I've teamed up with my dear friend Evelyn Von Zool to be sharing with you Taxes for Creatives, which is dedicated and geared towards you spiritual entrepreneurs, you freelancers, you creators who are ready to reclaim your power and transmute the patriarchal and outdated system once and for all. So during this experience, we are giving you all that you need to know to really prepare your taxes, to alchemize your enterprise and activate more abundance and prosperity. What it takes is you aligning to your highest self through quantum expansion, kundalini activation, and modern mysticism to really understand and know how this whole process works. So Evelyn and I are sharing with you all the goods you need to know, everything from how to properly organize your business finances, how to implement kundalini yoga and modern mysticism in order to activate more abundance and prosperity, the truth and the root about your values and how you align to your highest self as well as how to discover your astrological career patterns through your natal chart and what it takes for you to rewrite your money stories. So during this experience, you'll be getting beautiful Excel spreadsheets to organize your finances, to cultivate that balance of the masculine and feminine energy to really pay reverence and respect to your money and your abundance, as well as the astrological insights, kundalini yoga meditations, and community support through this experience and our members-only portal throughout tax season. So if you are ready to join us, if you're ready to reclaim your power and really align your taxes to these frequencies and to these energies, we invite you to go check out Taxes for Creatives course and sign up before the 27th of February to save $54. If you want to learn more, all you have to do is visit bit.ly slash taxes for creatives. 
the number four. So taxes, number four creatives, and you'll discover everything you need to know about what it takes for you to really alchemize your enterprise and begin to rewrite the story once and for all. Satnam and welcome to this new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm beyond thrilled to be here with you all and to share with you this powerful, game-changing episode. And oh my gosh, first of all, what do you think of that new intro? Things are shifting over here. Very excited to be here with you all and to really share with you what's been inspiring me lately and... No denying, politics have been very exciting for me now that Bernie Sanders has announced his candidacy. It's like a real race now. So I'm really passionate about this because I think and I believe that, you know, the healing and the change in our country and in the world happens from the bottom up and it starts with us. So I'm doing my part to be an activist and to contribute to educating you all about what's going on and the injustice that's happening and how we can really begin to anchor in this new paradigm, meaning this new world where we are being recognized and we are being honored and appreciated and seen for who we are, for our gifts, how we're here to contribute to the world. And the time is now for us, especially as spiritual leaders and healers and artists and creatives to really be recognized for the work that we do because art heals and energy healing work is going to continue to be needed and we're not going anywhere. So I'm really excited to be sharing with you this episode because there's so many things about it that are inspiring me right now. Like I said, not only the politics, um, not only the astrology because we just had a really powerful full moon in zero degrees Virgo the same day that Pisces um, started the sun moved into Pisces so massive shifts Uh, I know for me it's been like a recalibration for sure because my moon is in Virgo and one degree Virgo so it's like really hitting me Um, but I'm really excited because you know the hard work is starting to pay off and I'm seeing a lot of shifts happening and to be able to share with you this episode with my dear friend Evelyn Von Zuhl. Her and I have created this really incredible program for you all. It's the only tax tax prep guide you'll ever need and it's called Taxes for Creatives and it's geared towards you spiritual leaders and business owners and freelancers and you creative people to really alchemize your enterprise and Evelyn and I were really passionate about it because we want good people to have money to do good in the world. So we talked about how life is really cyclical, right? So there's no denying right now that we are living in times where history is repeating itself. And what's happening is that the majority of the society, there's... So much to still learn and we as a collective have to learn the spiritual meaning behind what's unfolding as well. And so there's no denying right now that, you know, part of that is understanding that there's an awakening that's really rising to the surface and humanity as a whole is really waking up from the illusion right now. I mean, there's a massive movement of becoming woke and healing a lot of uh, white supremacy and these understanding of uh, opportunity to understand privilege and these very real topics and 
it's time for us to understand that everything is universally connected. This is what I talk about when I talk about Solistic is that there's no separation between you, your business, your health, your relationships. They all coincide with each other and they all reflect one another and they all impact each other. So right now, we are reclaiming our power in all aspects of our life. And this too also involves the truth around our finances. And I know for me, I've had a lot of financial issues in my past. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars healing myself after I was struck by lightning. And I am just starting to like get the ball moving again to feel really empowered around finances. And I really have a lot of that gratitude to Evelyn, who's on this podcast today. And you may have remembered her from episode 30, where we talked about the patriarchal systems almost a year ago. So go check that one out too. I'll have that in the show notes below. But she's been really helping me uh, really heal my relationship with my finances and to see how it goes ancestrally based off of my natal chart. And so we talk a lot about this in our upcoming course, Taxes for Creatives too. But It's really great to be able to understand, as I always say, astrology is the language of the future and you can just really understand like the blueprint. This is part of mastering your energy is by understanding the blueprint of how you are cosmically created. So let's get honest here. Each of us came here to do more than just work at nine to five. We came here to really shake shit up as sacred disruptors and we are here on a mission to really set precedent to anchor the new paradigm and there's no denying as well that there's the rise of the divine feminine happening and there's also we have to also remember that there's a massive part of the healing of the divine masculine which is so much of what the financial system has been so millennials in particular like we incarnated when we did because we are here to truly bridge the old and the new paradigm and we're seeing this in every area of our life And so in this episode, Evelyn and I, we're really talking about the issues at hand when it comes to politics, finances and taxes, social justice and social injustice and how astrology is really playing a massive role in the evolution of humanity. So this rise of leadership is happening and this is the call for us to rise up together and to honor one another for our gifts and for our passion. So Evelyn, she's very passionate about esoteric world. She's all about it. Uh, And she's been really into the mystical side since she was very young. And so she's very passionate about astrology and tarot, moon ceremonies, guided meditations, crystals, and the occult history. And she's just here to really bring more awareness because she's very passionate about empowering the feminine movement that's happening. And so we go all in in this episode. So really prepare yourself because you're going to learn a lot and it's going to really make you think. So in this episode, we talked a lot about honoring the cycles of humanity and the completion of these karmic patterns beyond love and light. And one of my favorite parts was we talked about how Marie Kondo is the conduit for the transition of Uranus into Taurus, which is happening on the 9th of um, March, excuse me, the 7th of March. And so I know Evelyn has been looking forward to that forever. Like we've literally talked about this for the past year and she's so excited about it. So we also talked about millennial influence in politics and the astrological predictions for the months to come. And then we also talked about the astrological insights and how to read your natal chart to harness financial abundance, 
plus what it takes for us to transmute the patriarchal systems and the structures in your business so that you can really align to your energy and what it means to really infuse spirituality into your business, the, finan- the financial systems, and the economy as a whole, plus how to anchor the new paradigm of holistic science service industry and a sneak peek on what to expect with our upcoming Taxes for Creatives prep course. So I'm really excited to be sharing with you guys all the goods about that. And you can learn more about that. Uh, and you'll hear about it throughout this program, but you can check out bit.ly slash taxes for the number four creatives to learn about that. But I'm really excited for you guys to really learn and to start reclaiming your financial power. So this episode, episode 71 is here and we're talking about reclaiming your financial power and the uprise of social justice with Evelyn Hello and welcome to Enjoy. a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. And my guest here is no stranger to the Sovereign Society podcast. And it's actually really crazy because we almost recorded our first episode a year ago, like to the day. Like yeah. I'm having like crazy flashbacks right now sitting at my table, except this time we don't have mescal. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the energy is still the same. Yeah. Or it's similar in the way that like getting a lot of work done or trying to work through some sort of a f- mental fog <laughs> yeah so i've got Wait. evelyn von Zoll here with me bastrom council she's here my uh my neighbor hello <laughs> i'm back so i wanted to bring her on early into the year for a few things and for me the biggest thing has been about prepping for this year to be successful like how can we begin to really slay because I know for me I've switched my work um, from doing so much trauma work and now shifting personally on business and implementing more of the modern mysticism and the kundalini yoga what I like to call the new earth teachings into business and infusing these ancient and modern technologies like astrology to help support us because this is for y'all witches out there and you cosmic creators and just pretty much this opportunity for us to understand that as new earth practitioners we have the ability to really work with the astrological and the metaphysical to help us share our medicine and to implement great change in the world. So I have Evelyn here um, because we've been working together and we're creating, we have created this new course and it's called Taxes for Creatives. And we are seeing how we are being called to really share our gifts to bring in mysticism and kundalini yoga into these old patriarchal systems that have kind of ignored what it means to be human in today's day and age because I know Evelyn can probably agree and many of you too like the rise of the health and wellness and mysticism and energy healing like it's not going anywhere if anything it's about to really 
show up even stronger because more and more people will be waking up, more and more people are clearing through shit, and more and more people are ready to actually live the life that they want. So alongside that, we have this opportunity to work with the planets to help us um, succeed and follow through and to bring more ease and grace so we can understand the planetary energy. You know, it's our, our, the container kind of that we're in as humanity (laughs) because the planets, they have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Like we're not, we're not in this journey alone. And with that power, there also comes a responsibility of understanding this energy and how we can work with it um, instead of against it. We were talking earlier about how the cycles keep coming up for us in our personal lives, of course, but also in society. And as humans, as a group of as a group of humans in a community that works as a structure, um, seeing these social eras rise and fall and then the reaction to it and the maybe the non-reaction to it, like um, how, you know, the 60s energy is coming back up planetarily oh, yeah. and also politically as well with the uh, the remembrance, I suppose, or the the reemergence of social social awareness um racial issues and mm-hmm. within politics as well women's women's rights issues are all coming up and of course it all ties in with the spiral of awareness that us all humans are a part of which could be equated to our karma or dharma in our cycle of humanity which you know Ants don't view themselves as individuals like us. <laughs> they view themselves as a, cl- a group, community. A, a community that's evolving together as one. And so when we look back on these big cycles and see the patterns reemerging, then we can react to them differently, even though, um, you know, our parents reacted to them in a, their own way. And now we're going to harness it and hold on to the uprise of social justice and move forward with it and um, create the reality that we want to see for ourselves moving forward that they started for us Mm -hmm. in the 60s and the 70s yeah and I mean I've I've like since I was you know um, in the development of my sacral chakra so middle school like especially post 9-11 myself I was really fascinated by history and I remember when I was in the eighth grade I went to the Smithsonian and I was just like absorbing everything you know all of the history like feeling the energy of the artifacts that were there and seeing like you know posters of that people had on the streets of like from protesting for peace like war is over like Mm -hmm. these kinds of historic memoir mementos I should say of the past and understanding that there was still remnants there that weren't completed like the site the circle Mm -hmm. wasn't done like there was still um like dangling shit that needed to be really addressed and I think with as time is cyclical Mm -hmm. and you know we see this a lot with astrology how things are always moving and the phases of the moon and all of these kinds of pieces 
it's been really interesting for me to be like, oh yeah, I've, I've known this. Like I've been, like I said, I've been studying history and all these things. And like we mentioned earlier, just like seeing the way politics are right now, it's just like the lessons we did not learn from the Nixon era, like they're all coming up again, mm-hmm. you know, because it's still part of And a of lot the, of the players are even the same. I know. <laughs> It's from a the lot Nixon of, era. It's a lot of the psyche. Like the, the psyche of, of our parents, you know, that was part of them. And when we were in the womb, that was kind of programmed in our DNA to also experience. And I think us coming through um, as either like indigos or, um, you know, just these highly sensitive people, all of that shit is still stored in our DNA of our ancestors and there can be still trauma and pain that our ancestors carried that is the opportunity for us to be the sacred pattern disruptors and also be like no more you know and luckily we live in an era now where technology can really bring information a lot faster and we can have these conversations and people are talking and sharing and there's one post we were watching today of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and she was she was showing and like ta- and now she's on the finance committee so she's talking with all these PAC leaders, corporate PAC leaders about how corrupt the system is and that video has had like more than 26 million views. Mm-hmm. You know, something that probably not even 10 years ago. Well, maybe 10 years ago, but like 15 years ago that would not be a thing that was like really shared or had that awareness so now we have this responsibility to understand how all of it is in play and all of it is kind of unfolding as it should and to see uh the astrological influence of all that Mm -hmm. is pretty fascinating i know a year ago last year we were talking about the shift of uranus into taurus Mm -hmm. and it's happening finally i feel like i've been waiting for so long for this to happen but it's finally happening next month coming up very soon uh on the 6th where uranus finally situates itself into taurus which as we're all aware of at this point i think that taurus is the foundation it's money it's value structure it's our really it's also the our physical possessions it's what our relationship to the physical world and our physical reality and the earth itself um one thing that i find really fascinating i'm just watching any indication of uranus and taurus popping up and one thing that i keep thinking of is marie kondo (laughs) and how she's really shaking up our perception our understanding and consciousness towards our physical things that we possess and own so Marie Kondo is a conduit to our consciousness with our physical reality I feel and she's really making people question why they have what they have and what if what point it serves them in their lives so uh, being ruled by Venus, Taurus is very much about the physical reality and the things that we have. So with Uranus moving into it, which is such a radical, um, a radical, new, um, out of the ordinary type energy that comes to shake things up, but also in a large scale because it's about group mentality group think so it's everyone is affected by this 
every single person will have a new relationship to their physical reality in some way, shape, or form. Like you're saying with technology, whether it's their relationship to technology and how they communicate with that, um, since it Taurus is such a physical uh, archetype, I can only think of, you know, the physical body, how that's going to change in the next seven years with Uranus and Taurus, but also the financial market and the financial structures that currently are in place by the old patriarchal system. Um, like, you know, Taurus is a part of the discs um, suit in tarot, discs or pentacles, mm-hmm. um, which is the earth sign. Yeah, so it's all things manifest in in your reality. So it's gonna you're going to see it. We will feel it. It mm-hmm. will be very present. I just feel like it's it's like the the hard work is finally paying off. That's what it feels like to me with this with this energy too. Is like for the past seven years or so. Actually, yeah, the past seven years since 2012. People mm-hmm. who had their awakening in 2012. You know, they've been busting their ass, clearing their shit. And, you know, getting organized and all these things. And it's been interesting this year because I've just been seeing more people really honoring boundaries better Mm -hmm. and really standing their ground, which to me can be that, you know, stubbornness, too. But it's it's people are really standing their ground and really proclaiming what they will and will not stand for. And I think it's it's an interesting time because people are also respecting like their energy their their presence their voice and they're really honoring like this is what i believe this is what i'm going after Mm -hmm. like there's no more bullshitting Mm -hmm. and that's so i feel like that's so very pluto and scorpio um the pluto and scorpio generation Mm -hmm. who are in the 86 to 89 ish realm Mm -hmm. those are the people who are just like I can tell you're lying. Just tell me the truth. They've all done their Saturn return. <laughs> it's like the Saturn return has been done almost, you know, right. with that generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm t- okay, no more bullshit. That's why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is so appealing mm-hmm. to everyone, especially in their, like, 28, 29, 30, 31-year-old mm-hmm. age group. Because we're like, you're, spe- you're someone finally speaking our language mm-hmm. where you don't have to cut through the bullshit. Like the black and telemarketing white. bullshit. You're like, okay, I can tell you're trying to sell me something. Just get to the cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. That's how it's been feeling with a lot of politicians thus far. Mm-hmm. And, that's how and she- just people too. Like I know for me being surrounded around a whole bunch of business people too, everyone is like cutting through the fluff and they're just mm. being very like clear. like Direct. Direct. Yeah, with what they want, with what they need. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, people are putting their Venmo on their Instagram pages. <laughs> yeah. Like, tips, tips, welcome. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you can do that. Just, Amazing. Why not? Yeah, there's a, I feel like after years, like, there's finally that level of confidence of, like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... This year, the eclipses are hitting the Cancer-Capricorn axis. And uh, the first eclipse was on January 20th of this year uh, at zero degrees Leo, which is the pretty pol- which is Which is the polarity of Aquarius as well, Leo. 
Mm-hmm. So the nodes were in Cancer Capricorn, and then the moon and the sun were at zero degrees Leo Aquarius, just so, just to make that clear. Um, but the eclipses, the the nodes create the eclipses. Right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the zero degree aspect, and then the new the full moon coming up uh, is also at zero degrees. So we have two zero degree full, moon, full moons in a row. Next level. Yeah. It's like straight. I think it's also like that zero point, you know, of just like vastness. To me, the, that zero point can also be vastness of what what is possible. Mm-hmm. And we were talking earlier um, how zero in the tarot is the fool, you know, and it's a lot of that beginner's luck or the jadedness hasn't really come through. It's just that pure uh, open of what could be. Anything can be successful with the fool. Mm-hmm. It's It has not yet had the chance to become jaded. Mm-hmm. There's so much potential. It's full with creative potential and opportunity and life. And the zero or the circle represents spirit Mm -hmm. and it's pure vessel form. And then when you put a dot in the center, it's the sun, it's the sun, which is the point of existence. Um, so, which is really interesting because I also, in my life, I've seen how things are coming full circle, you know? And I think that's again, like we were talking earlier, things are coming into full circle right now or they're in that space of completion Mm -hmm. is what I'm seeing. Like the hero's journey kind of thing. Like you've gone through the shit, you've gone through, you know, the ups and downs and then you're coming back up and you've learned the lessons and what are you going to take from those lessons into the next phase of your evolution of the next phase of your story? Mm -hmm. Speaking of the next full moon, which is zero degrees Virgo. What day? On February 19th. Mm-hmm. So by the time you guys are listening, it will have happened. Um, but you are a Virgo moon. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be right by your moon. Yes. And my moon is one degree. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's right on your moon. <laughs> this is going to be a big full moon for you. Yes. You were talking earlier about this because... Your moon, because we're talking about finance Mm -hmm. and business Mm -hmm. and how to view it in our charts, which is the second house, Mm -hmm. traditionally associated with Taurus, Mm -hmm. hence Uranus and Taurus, crazy financial craziness. Um, But your second house is Virgo. And so the full moon lighting up your moon sector, which is ruled by the second house of money, finance, value, personal value, how you view yourself. Woo. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> For you. Um, but we're talking about the second house of personal values and finance because we're working on the this taxes creatives course that we're putting together. And we're talking about how, well, we need to look at our second houses and see what is going on in our money house. And see how our relationship is with that. And we dove deep and we found a lot of really 
interesting and personal experiences with that. So for you out there that are listening, if you already know or you you don't yet, uh, you can go to cafeastrology.com and calculate your own chart. And when you pull it up, there's 12 little sections in it. The second one, it'll usually be labeled, is the second house. And so to look at your own chart and see what it's ruled by, see what planets are in there, see what the zodiac sign is. Um, Because when you hear of new and full moons in certain signs, you'll recognize when yours is the second house. And then you'll know, oh, this full moon is lighting up my house of finance and money. So what she's saying is that there's no fucking coincidence that... I am creating and launching with Evelyn a taxes course right after the full moon is in my natal moon, almost conjunct, which means it's in the same degree of when I was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't make this shit up, guys. Yeah. It's all, it's all cyclical. It's almost like, you know, I do believe in free will, absolutely, 100%. But sometimes it's like... <laughs> Like a cruel joke, almost. <laughs> I know. Like, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Are you just like, let's pretend like we have free will. But... Maybe your soul has free will, <laughs> but like your cosmic being is mm. still leading the way. Like it's still influencing on bigger scales, too. For sure. The vastness of who you are. I just iman- imagine the Zodiac wheel as a ship. Ship. Uh, uh yeah steering wheel (laughs) yeah anyway very fascinating go check out your natal charts because i I feel like once you start really like looking and researching and understanding it's a great way to really pick i mean you i've talked so much before too about the planets and how they rule the different days of the week Mm -hmm. and how um, you know, you can really decide from that space of like what to do. Like, for instance, uh, Friday is ruled by Venus and that's the planet of love, you know, so that's Friday is a great day for the self care. And so being able to start having health, the he- a healthier relationship with the planets, not just through your natal chart, but the days mm-hmm. of the week and really starting to understand how you feel energetically, depending on what days to really plan your business and your life accordingly. That's how I feel the, the future of merging masculine and feminine energies within our selves and our existence is going to look mm-hmm. like astrology is not going anywhere like it's the language of the future mm-hmm. and there's more and more people that are like really waking up to it mm-hmm. more than just every influencer posting a new moon or a full moon instagram right. post like monday's moon day right yeah so monday's moon day. which is really interesting because next week i have danielle mercurio and that's like what we talked about too Mm, okay and the whole thing she's just talking about astrology so it's two episodes of astrology in a row but like do you guys get into the days of the week of course yeah yeah and to me it's like that's how I choose to like teach my clients to how to run with it and to why not have more things that like supporting you like that you can pull out of your toolkit more energies that can support you to go out there and really live your mission 
Mm -hmm. I feel for me, working with the Gregorian calendar has been difficult because it doesn't fit the energy patterns that I experience. Like January? How long did January feel? And like, we're recording this right now. It's already the middle of fucking February. Like January felt like... It still feels like it's January. I know. It's like never... It like didn't end. It was the longest month ever. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have like the Chinese New Year starting the fir- after the first new moon. You know, the, day, mm-hmm. the first day of the new moon. Mm-hmm. Things like... So like... I can't wait to get back to that. I feel like it's coming. <laughs> it's already happening yeah. though. Because like more people have really set precedent in that way. Like, right. you know, a lot of us were talking about New Year's resolutions, not really starting January 1st, but like mm-hmm. there's still the residual of the year before in January that's kind of cutting through. You can't just be like, oh, it's here. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, no, the energy's coming. And Right. And I worked in a corporate, I've worked in corporate jobs throughout my life a lot. There was, it was actually my whole life until I moved to freelance and started doing uh, photo retouching freelance and then moving transitioning into astrology and working as an astrologer but I noticed that for myself that when the shift happened for me when I was moving out of that corporate life which I find to be very patriarchal of course um, that working with the Monday to Friday energy which is a feminine to feminine interestingly Monday to Friday moon day to Venus day it was really difficult for me like I noticed that while the energy was supposed to be productive, on Monday at 9 a.m., I could not bring myself to be extroverted or create outside of self on a moon Moon day, day, which is a day that's still like you're honoring your emotions, you're honoring your own feelings, you're honoring like, how am I going to set precedent for the rest of the week? Like, what am I feeling? Mm -hmm. To me, Monday, moon day is also a great day of like, going within Mm -hmm. like honoring what I'm feeling honoring what's inspiring me yeah but then you're forced to work on the opposite right spectrum because like Tuesday is Mars day which is to take action makes sense to start it on Tuesday (laughs) right I always thought that and I and I when I transitioned into working more with astrology I made that conscious decision to have a business that was conscious in that way, mm-hmm. where I worked in that energy with the field, with the energy of the universe rather than against it and trying to make a system or a structure that's been traditionally patriarchal work for me and think that there's something wrong with me. Talk about being sovereign. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what's also like what you just said is an also a reason why there's such an uprise of uh, entrepreneurship and, you know, people being their own boss. Like, I think so much of our generation as millennials, maybe this Pluto, uh, you know, Pluto and Scorpio. uh, Or the generation. Yeah, yeah, the generation of Pluto and Scorpio. Like, that's kind of like what we're doing because Pluto's so the underworld too. And so we're just like, fuck this, you know? And it's like, who am I to say, like, who is the world to say, like, what my life is supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what resonates with me? And I'm going to follow that. And I think that's why there's such an uprise of, like I said, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. an uprise of people who want to follow their passions, an uprise of people who want to make their own rules. And it's it's like, I'm even interested when the time comes as, that generation has children you know like what 
what is going to be their belief in terms of a lot of more conscious people? Like, is there going to be more homeschooling? Like, how are we like being the pattern disruptors of what society has kind of told us needs to happen? Like, how do we break from free from the sheeple? You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I'm kind of seeing more of is just more people being like, well, this doesn't resonate with me. So I'm just going to follow what brings me joy. I talk like Marie Kondo in your life. Yeah. <laughs> what sparks joy? <laughs> Not my boss. <laughs> so I just thank you and let it go. <laughs> um, the Pluto and Capricorn, which is entrepreneurial, entrepreneurialship, I believe. Um, well, I just read a stat that said that in 2018, 30% more people are going to file. As- 2019? 2018 uh-huh. for filing mm. taxes in 2018 there's 30% more self-employed wow yeah that's a huge percent yeah that's massive so it means that more people are separating themselves from the corporate lifestyle totally and the corporate realm creating their own daily existence their own financial structure for themselves And I think that it definitely ties in with Pluto and Capricorn, which these eclipses are going to be revolved around. They're really going to highlight the uh, expenditure of uh, any old, outdated um, processes or systems that don't work for modern society and our political structure. And all that's being disrupted already. Yeah. Like with this freshman... With this freshman group in Congress, it's already being disrupted. But there's also a freshness that's happening, which I think has been the prayer from the stagnation we've been navigating through for a long time. That's what I also feel this Uranus and Taurus is going to bring. Because I feel like, I don't know, for me, like, it just feels like for the past fucking seven years, I've just been doing work on myself. And it's like, okay. I'm ready to see the, the my fruition of all the fucking hard work I've put in. And I know I'm not the only person who feels that way, too. A lot of people who've been healing and transmuting the past seven years, they're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I think that this new um, freshman Congress that we've seen walk into the White House has been really, really inspiring. Oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's seeing that it's it's working. We're we're doing something. We've been motivated enough to take action and move forward and change, disrupt what was. Um, April third is a day to take note of because Pluto, that Pluto in Capricorn, is going to be conjunct the South Node. Exact and. Then that same month, Saturn conjuncts the south node exact. And then the the eclipse happens. So it's going to be a pretty, I think, exciting few months ahead of watching the old political structure shift and change. And I think last time I was ta- calling it... Um, mantrams <laughs> for a while mm-hmm. of the masculine uh having a, a tantrum of its ego death and we already started seeing that with the kavanaugh mm-hmm. how he was like when during the kavanaugh hearings mm-hmm. like the mantram 
big mantrum there. Big mantrum and how much he loves beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woof. But like, I just, I don't know. I, I do feel like this is going to be a massive year for the rise of the divine feminine. It's already happening. Like we already have six women that uh, have pledged to run for president. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's all happened so fast. So fast. I mean, I wasn't a Hillary supporter, but I appreciate her stepping up and really, like, helping pave that path. And I think that was part of her dharma mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Whoever really wants to be the first. First the worst, second the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they taught us something when we were kids. So she kind of took one for the team, I think. Yeah. But like like I said, I mean, I talked in a couple episodes before about like going to Marianne Williamson and seeing even that, like a spiritual teacher hmm. rising up to politics and talking about how like these old systems don't work, like they're outdated, you know? And so she's talking more so about the spiritual and the mental health yes, and the health of politics as a whole. Yeah. You know, having these conversations, having, um, understanding like what systems are is fundamentally broken. I hope that those who have fear around feminism see that what you just said is the essence of feminism to me, which is incorporating the spiritual, emotional aspects of human existence in our everyday lives. It's not like the physical form of a woman having power over someone else or anything like that. Um, it is, of course, about equality in every way of what people look like, the aesthetics, of course, but also the emotional and spiritual aspect is mm. that's the feminine to me, which is the internal realm that we all experience that we don't share, that has been taboo, that has been shunned, that has been persecuted time and time again, is to allow for that to exist side by side in the patriarchal system. Which is maybe I do want to take Mondays off because it's a fucking moon day. And that's what I believe. And that's my that's my spiritual practice. And the more of us that start implementing that as our mm-hmm. as our reality, because we are all interconnected, like we're we are all part of mm-hmm. one web. Why not? If you're a woman and you own a business, why not close on Mondays? Like, why not just not have Monday open? You can, like, imagine having, like, Sunday, Monday, sun and moon day. Yeah. Like, that's a day for you. That's where you can balance your your yin and your yang. I always thought that. Sunday, Monday, you and you. And then Mars Day, take action mm-hmm. and kick ass. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, But see, like, having happening. conversations like this is what's going to start sparking interest in other people's heads Mm -hmm. it's like i don't want to say it's like planting a seed but it's like a permission slip that someone maybe needs to hear like uh aha like that makes sense and start taking action on the things that resonate you know and i think a lot of people have been afraid of that too yeah yeah because what is society going to think about that right totally so we're here to help you (laughs) break the mold yeah you can't we did it you can too yeah for sure i mean like like i said it's going to be really interesting and you Mm -hmm. know doing more business development because i also it's been interesting because i was doing so much trauma healing which which served its purpose absolutely and there'll always be a little piece of healing and transmuting of the past in my work but 
a lot of people that I've been talking to that have been doing trauma healing work have all heard the call to transition with business because we can't also be stuck in the loop, you know, and I think that's the other thing we have to wake up from too is being in the loop, like how instead of being in the loop, being in the flow, like understanding when like you're just continuously like chasing the tail around your own tail. And to be like, okay, well, I'm going to choose a higher belief or I'm going to start practicing a higher thing rather than constantly like doing the same shit over and over again, which is something I think a lot of with millennials too. Like our parents' generations, they worked jobs, the same job for like 40 fucking years. And our generation, we're like, we get bored. I couldn't imagine. You know what I mean? Oh we're like, God. oh my God, I've worked with a telephone company for 40 years. Like what? Do you know how many jobs I've had? At this point in my life, and I'm 31 years old, since I was 15, I've worked in over 25 different jobs. <laughs> and our, our parent generation, like, you guys can't keep up with anything, but I think we're constantly evolving that, like, we, we were ready for the next challenge. Yeah. It's just like, well, I tried that. I tried that. Nothing fits. Mm-hmm. Nothing Which is, is also the rise me. of 30% of self-employed. Yeah. Because you want to be in control of your own shit. You want to be in control of your own money. You want to be in control of it. You want to... That's the thing of a complacent society is when they... Well, you give... Okay. So America went through a lot of different shifts and changes through the Great Depression and then... um, and then the boom economy, and then there was, like, the roaring 20s, and we all, like, had a bunch of money, and then the 80s of cocaine and whatever. And now... But <laughs> 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 now we're in a place where um, economy is shifting, and our... Think about cannabis. Millennials are... Yeah, <laughs> the evolving. Rise of, the rise of cannab- the cannabis industry, and, like, how CBD is actually, like, curing cancer and curing diseases, like... Mm-hmm. that's a huge thing that's rising too is just the shift of uh, technology can also be the shift of medicine mm-hmm. yeah like, we just don't want to do it anymore yeah i mean and like i said i think the more that we do the work and the more we're healing mm-hmm. the faster mm-hmm. these things will be uh answered and resolved mm-hmm. but in terms of like the complacency you feel i feel like for me, if I was working in a corporate place, you get complacent because you already know what to expect. You already know what's going to happen. You're given a check every two weeks, you're whether or not you do anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, does this work even matter? Am I even doing anything that's progressing society in any way? But somehow I'm just getting paid every other week for it. And it just feels a little empty at the end of the day. But then when you're but when you're hustling, are you hustling money, or when you're flowing? I like hustling. I don't know. What's the difference? To me, like flow is like it's just an alignment and it just comes effortlessly. Hustle can be like chasing too much. I think some people like the chase, though, like those Aries <laughs> people out there <laughs> who like like the hustle. Yeah. This gives them that thrill. I mean, there's definitely, I can understand the thrill taking for sure. Chasing, chasing after like, fuck yeah, like bring on the challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think for me, because I have areas in my sixth house of work, the thrill comes for survival. Like, oh, 
oh shit, I need a job. Oh, I need to work. Oh, I need to. I like that. I like that kind of like intensity. Yeah. That's what gives me passion. My see for me, it's like what fuels me and what fires me up is how can I make like great change in the world? Evelyn was giving me. Oh my me, gosh, Evelyn was giving me so shit good, today. She was like, God, because like I I think so much of the macro, like I think a big picture all the time. Like, oh yeah, let me just do this and like work with talking with a congressman to try to get a bill. <laughs> Like, but wait, what, how do you get there? The steps, the Virgo and baby steps. Mm-hmm. Your son's in the 11th house. That's why. And it's conjunct Jupiter. I know. I'm. A, I'm That's my, why. My son is conjunct Jupiter. So it's like big picture. Uh-huh. Grand scale. Always. It's kind of like, like, let's say you were a kid and you, your friend suggested starting a lemonade stand. You would probably be like, fuck the lemonade stand. I'm going to buy them all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to buy them all and it's going to be lemonade stores, the whole mall. That's all that's going to be available. (laughs) We're going to monopolize this lemonade stand. I always see the big picture. (laughs) I always see that. But I think that's part of my leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck the lemonade stand, Whole Foods. Yeah. 12-year-old Sabrina. 12-year-old Sabrina always, like, wanted to, like, make, like, music videos and, like, be the director, obviously, and the star and everything. (laughs) Leo rising. (laughs) We got a Tommy Wiseau situation over here. (laughs) So, yeah. So, what would you suggest with uh, what's happening this year? Like, at least, let's say, this quarter, astrologically, um, you know, for people to really harness before tax season like what would you say Mm. you know before we as we're in this winter because like we were talking about earlier too this winter feels like it's been dragging forever so like how do we harness this winter into spring to really um have a super bloom and I think you know the inner creates the outer and with all this rain at least we've had here and Joshua Tree in the high desert is we we're expecting to have like an awesome super bloom this year so all the purification. It was crazy. Like last week when, when I was with Krista Ryerson of Chalice Grove, like she was here for a week and we were in Tucson for the gem fair, pouring rain, come back to Joshua Tree, pouring rain, go to Los Angeles, pouring rain, go to Long Beach, pouring rain, San Diego, pouring rain. Like wherever we went, we were part of like coming together as a synergy for purification, which I think a lot of this this winter has been. It's been a season of true purification. And the winter energy as it is, is the hibernation. And as we've all hibernated and had a really intense first eclipse season back in January, a lot of us had inner child shit come up. A lot of us had, like, what are the things that we cannot bring into 2019 and beyond? Because there's no more fucking playing small. So we have to clear out. We have to clear out the shit that doesn't serve anymore. A lot of purging, a lot of clearing, a lot of activations, a lot of solar plex healing, um, you know, all of this willpower energy that's kind of been presented to us because I think we are all answering the call this year to stop fucking around, to stop playing small. I think that whatever I have to say will... (laughs) 
What I have to say about the eclipses this year is probably to people who wouldn't listen to this podcast. Or pe- like cuz everyone that's listening is already I feel like they're probably already doing this work. They're already like feeling the energy of the year ahead. Um, like the people that I feel should hear this the most are people who maybe are holding on to the past a little too hard of this ideal, this ideal of what the past used to be. This, because the eclipses are moving us towards the North Node is in Cancer and the South Node is in Capricorn. So what the, the South Node is what we're letting go is what we're purging, right? And the North Node is where we're going, what we're aiming for. And so South Node in Capricorn is the old structures, is the old political process, it is uh, basically the tradition that you've been brought up in. And Cancer North Node is making it more of a nurturing experience, bringing it more to the home base. Emotion, too. More. Because Cancer rules the moon, is ruled by the moon. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And it brings up mother, father, mm-hmm. um, process, situations in everyone's Ooh, lives. What I just thought of hearing, thinking that was I was seeing a pearl. Hmm. Because a pearl is the gemstone of June and Cancer season starts in June. And so that's also very cancery, and you know how a pearl works. A pearl is all about coming through where it's like this rock comes in, a little piece of, of pebble comes into a shell, and then the clam is irritated by it, so it's pushing it around, and it's, it's scraping up that pearlescence inside the shell. And so there's that disruption that's kind of happening, that's kind of uh, like an intruder that's in, in terms of the shell that's kind of being like worked, mm-hmm. transmuted into something so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Polishing, polishing an old rock, mm-hmm. which is what I've been feeling so much with all this rain coming in because it's so dry out here in the desert, obviously, but in... Uh, I like to go hiking in one spot, and it's it's an old wash, which it's dry most of the year, but with all this rain, the water has been carving its own path through the hard dirt and sand, and I just keep getting this inspiration for the eclipses happening this year with this image of water creating a vessel for itself in the earth which is this capricorn is earth and cancer is water um and capricorn is so hard to change it really is hard to change um but with the slow gradual patient process of water washing away with each minute over time there becomes a groove in the rock a new path absolutely and so so this is a time where you're seeing we're really paving a new path yeah yeah i feel that Mm -hmm. that's where again the boundaries of like the no thank you the time for no more bullshit like we're up leveling into this new path Mm -hmm. it's time for the leaders if you've ever felt like a leader or if you've ever felt called to being a leader we need you now. 
all the i mean these full moons on at zero degrees the fool the leader um the the first one in hillary clinton i suppose would be the fool <laughs> in this one <laughs> um but it is usually the one that goes in trails blazing just full full speed ahead out of sheer inspiration for potential of creation and creativity that spark of fire of inspiration that creates the flame of excitement of changing it's the rise of the phoenix yeah you yeah. know and speaking of being leader and setting trajectory that's why we created taxes for creatives yeah yeah because we wanted to help people pave their own path with their finances. And it's actually really funny. Evelyn, she like juxtaposed, she juxtaposed, like juxtaposed a picture of my face and a picture of her face on this like old fucking painting of like these two old men like working on their taxes. <laughs> Just like <laughs> old Renaissance painting. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially we want you to start trailing being that trailblazer and paving your own path with your work and healing your own relationship with money maybe it's maybe your family grew up with a very interesting relationship with with money you know and like we mentioned the great depression wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. that was what our grandparents went through mm-hmm. and so i know for me like i feel like things skip a generation mm-hmm. you know and so that's why our generation is here to heal and transmute the relationship with money and i think that's why we're also seeing the rise of conscious um conscious millionaires and we're seeing the rise of um spiritual entrepreneurs and conscious entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. how can we implement more great change how can we start building companies that are sustainable to the planet that are um, even the green new deal coming up that's what's going to be really interesting to see come april 3rd because like majority of all of these new um democratic presidential candidates are all supporting the green new deal too which was also started by alexandria ocasio-cortez right so it's like we're doing more of this um where he like millennials are hearing the call that we came here to shake shit up to like really pave that new path right and so um that's what evelyn and i are doing is to help millennials really have a healthier relationship with their taxes and their finances because guess what our taxes is it's what's helping pay for our inf- the, the repairing of our infrastructure it's what's helping us really um, give back to organizations you know we can have these write-offs that can support organizations and companies that we support and it can, anything can happen absolutely we need to create a a financial structure for ourselves that make it is in line with how we want our spiritual lives to be we want to integrate that like there's no more i know church and state yes of course but spirituality and self as more people become entrepreneurs as you file your taxes as a sole proprietorship you are your business you represent your business therefore your mind body and soul should also represent that as well Mm-hmm. There is no, that's why I call it the holistic relationship. Yeah. There is no separation between you, your work, your relationships, your health, your, your contribution to humanity. It's your essence, your radiance, your being that's really changing the trajectory because the inner creates the outer guys. 
So the reality you are experiencing is a reflection of what's going on internally. So this is your opportunity for you to start to reclaim your power over your finances and taxes, to stand your ground on your worth, to understand and to say, like, I have... I, I am worthy of being seen. I am worthy of being respected. I am worthy. My work is worthy of being recognized. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of the government that you live and work in, that you deserve to be represented in the economy as well. That your <clears throat> that your work that you do is is meant to be seen. Um. I know that there's a lot of creative people who don't file their taxes or there's a lot of people who do energy work who don't file taxes and then because of that feel like they're not worthy of partaking in social programs or partaking in um, or getting any funding or help from the system because they've decided that they're not a part of it because it doesn't recognize them as valid. Um, But I want to integrate the economy with this new spiritual practice that's coming up. Sound healers, Reiki healers, life coaches, astrologers, astrologers, tarot readers, yoga instructors. We are a part of the economy. Mm -hmm. And we're all, I mean... I was just thinking, like, for instance, I was watching this clip on, like, Guru Jagat, who's been on this podcast, who's one of the big leaders of Kundalini Yoga, and before the Grammys, she's teaching private uh, private lesson to Alicia Keys before Alicia Keys goes out and performs. So here's Alicia Keys on Instagram showing that she just finished doing Kundalini Yoga with Guru Jagat. So these are people, powerful people, wealthy people who recognize the importance of these services that many of us that listen to this podcast offer. Like I said, it's not going anywhere, guys. This is part of how we stand our ground on an energetic level of being like, hey, we are worthy of being recognized. Mm-hmm. How good would it feel? I mean, how? yeah, how good would it feel if you went to turbo tax for example and scrolled down the job listing and you saw astrologer like wow that's so it just is a sense of empowerment that i'm recognized um, as a viable part of this economy that the government sees that my work is valid time is now guys So the more people, the more entrepreneurs, spiritual conscious entrepreneurs we have claiming and standing their ground and filing their taxes, this is how we start to get the locomotive moving and to start having these conversations to be recognized. I mean, I just think about healthcare, how now like my insurance covers acupuncture. Like acupuncture is finally being seen as a viable source of medicine mm-hmm. and now companies are finally recognizing that meditation and yoga during the workday is conducive to productivity with workers that it actually matters to have these parts of our lives integrated with our work um, that you do need 
at least an hour of the day dedicated to introspection in some way. Think of Europe, how that we were talking earlier, Evelyn and I, how in Europe, like they ha- they still practice siesta where everything shuts down during water time in Chinese medicine. You know, water time is when you can really go within and, you know, you just finished eating and this is a time of the digestion. Like in Europe, everything, I remember being 16 years old living in Italy with my grandparents and seeing everything shut down for like three hours. That sounds so beautiful. We I can wish- make that happen, guys. I want that. That I want to live in a world where we have siestas. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's make this happen. I we need this. We so, deserve it. <laughs> so essentially what we're saying, like our creation our us working together to create taxes for creatives, not only are we embracing the energy of Aquarius of the age of Aquarius where it's about community uh, versus competition and how we're seeing more and more people who do the same line of work even coming together and supporting each other because each of us, while we have the same uh, description of work that we do, how we serve or how we show up is different because each of us have our, our own experiences. So uh, like while I still am, you know, I still actively work with astrology, Evelyn, like she has strengths in astrology that I don't, plain and simple. And same with you mm-hmm. in terms of like coaching and uh, business development development, and using that integrated with astrology practices or even just. And when I say astrology, I think I also mean the understanding of time mm-hmm. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So being connected with certain hours of the day and what that means for you energetically as a being. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of Ayurveda mm-hmm. with what time of day, if it's Pitta time, Kapha time, Vata time. Chinese medicine is at one of the five elements of earth, air, water, fire, metal, you know, mm-hmm. like, or wood. Um, just like being able to work with these elements, mm-hmm. work with these astrological signs as the moon shifts a different day and uh, as women we have we too shift every two and a half days they're called the moon center so as the moon shifts every two and a half days so do we as women so understanding how these technologies can also help us to best serve to best show up knowing that okay uh the sun's gonna be in this sign this is a good time for me to do this Oh, it's it's Thursday, a day of Jupiter. It's a day of expansion. So let me work on my taxes on a Thursday so I can expand more of my abundance. Things like that. These are the things that we are passionate to be sharing with you all because we just want to see a generation of people who know that they are supported. A generation of people who understand that they aren't alone. And a, and a generation of people who can work back how they used to work with the planets and the moon. You know, think of all the times like the moon in Asian cultures for harvesting and what days you go fishing because of the moon and how the uh, the tides are shifted. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So I know, I know <clears throat> for me, I'm speaking for myself and I'm sure Evelyn feels the same way. Like this is the thing that we want to help you educate you with to for you all to reclaim your power and to really set precedent and to really live out your divine purpose and mission here 
because as Evelyn said, this is the time for leadership and each of us has something very unique to bring to the table based off of what we've experienced, based off of what lights us up, based off our inspired action. And so for me this year, I just see this as a year of deep inspired action. It's a three year. It's a positive mind, like deep action. So there is a deeper understanding of how to really show up and step up. So um, I think our intention here with you all is to understand that this is the time for us to really answer the call to create this new earth, to create the new reality where uh, we are all seen, we are all recognized, and we are all honored for our gifts, for our brilliance, for our radiance, and that we each of us really steps up uh, to the plate this year and yeah. really stands our ground on like enough is enough like this is the time to put the foot down like the love and light movement is crock of shit like it's not it's very bypassy like you need to stand your ground you need to stay like this is I will not accept I do not consent or like mm-hmm. this is what I am calling into my reality like yeah and if you feel something surfacing from that that no you don't transmute into love and light no you acknowledge the bad feeling the negative feeling inside for what it is rather than ignoring it and pushing it away that's the only way you're going to solve it because I know for me when I first uh, embarked on this journey I was very love and light (laughs) and uh, it was because I was bypassing and ignoring what was actually coming up. And so, hmm. as we mentioned earlier, like with politics and things right now, this is not the time to fucking ignore what's happening. Like if we really need to make change and want to make change, it's time to have those difficult conversations. It's time to listen to people. You know, I think a lot of us can also be stubborn. And I think the benefit that Ev- Evelyn and I have living out here in Joshua Tree is that we've got a lot of people who <sighs> maybe don't, think or live or have the same um (laughs) belief systems as ourselves you know like I have a person lives a couple blocks away that has a confederate flag still hanging let's say they've been privileged enough to live in their own bubble for as long as they have and not be associated with or even have to be yeah face or confront their ignorance Shout out to Layla Saad for like creating her work, her oh, yeah. workbook and the work she's that doing. That was awesome. Yeah. Her the, Instagram yeah. live. Yeah. Teaching white women how to be, how to really speak and how to really understand like mm-hmm. me and white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I think that's been, that's going to be a huge thing this year. I agree. Especially with the Pluto. For me, Pluto and Capricorn too represents those who have been disenfranchised in the political system and the patriarchal system who have been outcast because Pluto rules over the eighth house of sex, death and rebirth and all things taboo and all things kind of like imagine the things that people don't want to talk about, the things that people shove under the rug um, and that being brought out from in Capricorn, the authoritative uh, regime that we've been living under. So those that have been, suffering from that or having more voices it's all coming up right now because it's time to be fucking healed yeah so uh promoting and 
consciously using your purchasing power to buy from those who have been traditionally disenfranchised throughout American history, um, black people, immigrants, um, people of color, people of color, women, women, um, LGBTQ, everyone, all of them, all those pretty faces that are unique and different and make our country a great place to be. What makes it unique and different? Yeah. Melting pot. Yeah. They make America, America. We <laughs> make America what it is. Um, so I guess. What an invitation for us to make America excellent. Making it great. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, the dialogues that get rattled in our brains. <laughs> Woof. So yeah, so if uh, you're ready to reclaim your power back with your finances and your taxes, Evelyn and I invite you to experience Taxes for Creatives because we have lots of pretty worksheets and spreadsheets for you to organize your finances and your expenses and to start to understand how much money is going in, how much money is coming out. Um, also an opportunity of bringing in astrology and kundalini yoga and to be able to look at your natal chart to really see how you can start to make wise choices with your career path and what's actually aligned to yourself as well as the deep ancestral healing and the rewriting and the rewiring of your subconscious mind and what we call the lower triangle and kundalini yoga so the lower three chakras to um, really have that strong physical reality because the lower three chakras represent your physical reality and then the heart in between is what is the bridge between your physical and your spiritual reality which are the upper three chakras so a lot of us we are not really grounded because there's so much trauma and pain in the lower three triangle in the lower triangle the lower mm-hmm. three chakras so for us to be able to live in a heart-centered consciousness and to be conscious entrepreneurs and to be spiritual entrepreneurs to live from our heart space we have to be willing to address the shit and the old stories and the old paradigm and the old belief systems that have been um, generationally ingrained or um, influenced in our subconscious mind and to really heal and transmute to make space and to really stand our ground so that is our intention with taxes for creatives and um you can sign up and it's a go at your own pace and there's support in between. And like I said, there's Kundalini meditations, worksheets, um, a couple hours of content from Evelyn and from myself uh, to really help you get there because we'll be offering this every year and we just want you all like I look forward to see when, you know, there's more and more people signing up and more and more people that are in the spiritual you know, entrepreneurs and that are really coming up and are really uh, changing the world. Like this is the time for us to rise up and to really make a great impact and to really lead. Mm-hmm. So my portion of it, the course will be uh, teaching how to get organized with your finances, with your bank accounts and all of your probably multiple ways you get paid. <laughs> Cash, check, Venmo, PayPal, Squarespace, <laughs> Lyft, <laughs> Lyft, um, Uber, Chase, QuickPay, <laughs> PayPal, Family and Friends, all the different ways that you get paid, I'm sure, <laughs> and accept payment from people and going through the process of organizing all of that and seeing, you know, I think that seeing the, um, the net for a year is pretty powerful and then seeing uh, your... 
um, investments for the year is pretty powerful as well, which I call investing into yourself, such as deductions are investments. Um, you know, meals that you eat while you're working, the anything that you need to run yourself, which is your business, um, is an investment. Uh, and so, and seeing how your investment has given a return in your business, which is you. How have you given a return to yourself for investing in yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll be going through uh, the different worksheets that we created um, for organizing. We have about five Excel sheets for you to use and utilize throughout the year. And we want you to also start, once you go through it for this year, to start like taking action now for next year too. So to start these good habits, because if you want to excel and if you want to up level and make more money next year, you have to start implementing new habits now, mm -hmm. respecting that now. Um, and then from there, you'll be able to really see, oh, wow, this makes sense. <laughs> oh, you know, and you're really going to be able to be in that space of uh, feeling empowered mm -hmm. to make even bigger change next year. So... Um, Currently, until the 27th of February, Taxes for Creatives is $245, and you can save $54 because the price will increase to $299, or two monthly payments of $167 is also available. And you can check out um, bit.ly slash taxes, the number four creatives. To learn more and to sign up, and all the content will be released on the 27th where you'll have access to the worksheets, the kundalini yoga, so you can do a 40-day sadhana to uh, clear out the um, your karmic of your um, aura, and your aura is your radiance, so we're clearing out the aura, and we're also um, doing, a, I have two meditations for you, also one for prosperity. Um, so giving you all the goods and the deeds and some mantras to really listen to as you're doing your finances to... Um, anchor in more of that abundance so uh, we're really excited to be sharing with you what we've learned along the way so that you know like I said we're pre we're setting precedent for new new ground so I have a couple questions real quick for you Evelyn oh yes yes okay so um, what would you say to younger Evelyn in terms of finances and <laughs> where you are now like what do you wish you would have known now then Oh my gosh, I wish I would have known to trust my instincts because I have really good instincts when it comes to money and investment, but I wish that I had trusted that or knew that about myself at that time mm -hmm. um, because I would have seen, a, oh my God, I would have invested in Bitcoin, first of all, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I, that was my first, I remember, I think that's one of my first financial um Oh shit, I should have. I know, me too. Um, because I was remember looking at the page and it's like five cents. And I'm like, I should really invest in this, but I just didn't feel empowered. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed someone else to tell me how or teach me. Or like, you know, I felt like I needed permission for some reason. Like that it wasn't my right yet to have that. Who am I? Yeah. yeah, so I think that was that all the things that I've learned growing up so far, I wish I knew that to trust my intuition mm -hmm. when it came to investments mm -hmm. that I had. 
So in five years, what do you see as the future of finances and uh, entrepreneurship for our generation? I see more people. I see um, a wealth of people coming into the market or the economy that are all of a sudden going to be managing their own finances for kind of once. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who are figuring out, like, you know, like, how do you even manage that money that you're making coming in? Like, how much money do you put aside for taxes every month or for every single paycheck? Or how do you even figure out how much money you should be making every month? How do you figure out um, how much money you should be putting aside for all these things? How do you, how, when do you know to invest in your business or when is a good time to invest in your business or buy a huge purchase or take out loans or things like that i feel like more and more people are going to be coming into their own power with money and finance you know i guess what they've called it is the gig economy i kind of despise saying that but um some more and more people that are coming into the economy that are that they're essentially no one taught how to run a sole proprietorship no one ever taught them i'm sure a lot of people don't even realize that they have to file their taxes as that or what to do so i think that that's what i see i see more of of uh, a group coming in that are all of a suddenly having to deal with their own finances when they didn't have to before because it was a w-2 and it was all kind of taken care of mm-hmm. by the government mm-hmm so what do you see as uh, there's more conscious entrepreneurs coming in? How do you see it making an impact to the health and well-being of the economy? Well, of course, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, well, there, you know, with everything new that starts out fresh, point zero, right? It's a little shaky um, at first, and there's confusion maybe, and maybe there's a little bit of fear of the future because you don't really know what to expect because you've, you're not, you haven't done it before. It's new. Um, so I think that, but because of that, and there's potential for really your imagination to take hold and make and create in this reality what you dream and desire to exist in this reality through that newness and potential. Mm -hmm. So I'll see, that's why going back again to the leaders, the leaders are really going to be called upon to Mm -hmm. put out newness, creation, ideas, new concepts. Because we're evolving so fast too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what would you say to someone who says, oh, fuck, finances, or like, oh, God, like, how, what would you say to help empower them? Well, first I would say, why do you feel you don't deserve to feel good about money? Like, why do you not feel good about getting money? What's so bad about that? (laughs) Um... Also, I would say, when was the last time you checked your bank account? <laughs> because usually when people have that gut reaction, they haven't had the courage to look at their bank statements in a very long time. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, the first thing to go. 
Um, so I'd ask that. And then I would say, well, you know, Sabrina and I are going to help you to take the first steps <clears throat> of looking at your bank statement. And rather than ignoring that gut reaction against it, we're going to make you feel it and sit with it and explore that and see why it started in the first place. The time is now. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, find Evelyn at astrum.council on Instagram. And pretty sure you were episode 30 last time too. You can listen to episode 30 of Evelyn. And again, too, if you want to sign up for Taxes for Creatives, check bit.ly slash taxes number four creatives, all lowercase, and you can sign up and gain access. And if there's something else, one last thing you want to say, Evelyn, to whoever's listening and, you know, about whatever's arising for you, one last thing you want to share. I am very happy that we are all existing together. Mm. We're here to change the world, guys. The time is now. So yeah, go check out Taxes for Creatives. Go look at your natal chart. Oh, and I want to say thank you, Sabrina, for hosting all of this and doing all this work and creating this amazing foundation for people like me and all of your guests on your podcast thus far thank you yeah thanks jumped on jumped on in 2016 still here (laughs) season three so thank you everyone so much for tuning in again if you're ready to reclaim your power and to set up your taxes to for success and to alchemize your enterprise go check out bit.ly slash taxes number four creatives and we're excited to be sharing with you our knowledge and our passion to help you really rise up and to unleash your medicine with the world so thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll be seeing you later take care so it's safe to say we took you there with this episode but we are just ready to see this shift in finances that supports spiritual teachers and modern mystics and creatives to really have our stance and our gifts and our medicine to be recognized. So much love to my sister, Evelyn Von Zuhl, for taking the time to really collaborate on this project. I'm so grateful she brought me on to do Taxes for Creatives, and it's such a powerful experience for you all that we're so excited to see more healers, more creatives, really embodying their worth and to honor the money and the services that they are worthy of experiencing because this is our reality and we aren't going anywhere. Our gifts are going to be needed more than ever. So again, if you are ready to reclaim your power around money, heal your money stories and to really transmute those ancestral patterns and beliefs around money, 
go check out bit.ly slash taxes for creatives. Four is the number four. So it's taxes number four creatives. And again, you can save $54 when you sign up before the 27th and all of the content will be released on the 27th as well as the price will be increased to $2.99. And there's also the opportunity for two monthly payments of $1.67. So we are so grateful to be sharing with you our wisdom, our passion to really anchor in this new paradigm once and for all. We love you so much and we look forward to seeing you in Taxes for Creatives. Take care. Satnam.